Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Sometimes you lose track of days around the holidays, and that's where I'm at, guys. But I think I have it all figured out. It's New Year's Eve on a Saturday. We get four bowl games. No bowl games tomorrow on New Year's Day. But the NFL goes on all day. Monday we get bowl games, including Illinois, uh, the Rose Bowl. And we cap off Monday with Bill's Bengals on the same day that most companies are observing New Year's Day, which means you might be off, maybe, I think. But it's not New Year's Day. We set okay, good. Uh, know this: a lot of football for us to bet on, and that's what's important. Good morning, Joe Ostrowski here on Early Odds Sports Radio six seventy. The Score broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Follow me on Twitter at Joe Ostrowski. That's at Joe Ostrowski. Let's take a look at betting angles for the aforementioned Buffalo-Cincinnati tilt on Monday night. How about Ravens-Steelers tomorrow night? And don't forget Bears-Lions, to name a few. Here's my buddy Will Brinson of CBS Sports. Monday Night Football. It's going to be awesome. Bills and the Bengals. The line is Buffalo as the road favorite, minus one and a half. Total 49.5. So the number came down compared to the look ahead, Will. It was uh, minus 2.5. So on the Bills side, their scenario is they clinch a bye with a win and a Chiefs loss. The Chiefs likely not to lose against Denver. And then, you know, the Bengals, they clinch the division with a win and a Baltimore loss. So maybe it doesn't come down to week number 18 like everyone's been expecting. 
I've uh, I've been back in the Bengals for a while. I bet them at twenty five to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, oh. They're on a roll right oh, now. Right. It's now seven straight wins. Here's the thing, Will. I don't feel good about it anymore. I was talking them up, saying they're not getting the respect they deserve. They're top five offense, top five defense. Now I'm worried because all of these injuries have been yeah. piling up. It was their best corner a little over a month ago. Now Lyle Collins, he's out for the year. Sam Hubbard is dealing with with a calf, so he's going to probably miss the rest of the regular season. Hendrickson has been hobbled. And these last two weeks – they deserve to lose that game to the Patriots. Uh, the Bucks game, I thought they were going to lose. They were down big at halftime, and then Tom Brady just kept turning it over in the second half. I just don't like the way things are trending right now uh, for the Bengals. That's my big concern. What do you think? Yeah, I, and by the way, I got to be 18 to 1. I thought I had a good number. Look at you, 20. Yeah. Um, I, loved, I love this Bengals team. I was on uh, CBS Sports HQ. I had to do a segment yesterday where they are like, you, we want you to pick the playoff bracket. And – I just sort of stumbled into a Bengals Super Bowl. I, I think, you know, I don't know if BetMGM has the, uh, has the, you know, the field bets or whatever. Like, bet, you know, you can bet you know, X number of teams versus the field. Um, I've seen it where it's like Buffalo, Kansas City, and Philadelphia versus the field. I would be interested in Buffalo, KC, and Cincinnati versus the field. And I know San Francisco is like, you know, everyone knows there's a truck. They still got a rookie quarterback, right? And no rookie quarterbacks ever won the Super Bowl. Anyone can navigate the NFC side of things, whereas with the AFC side, to me, it's three teams that are going to come out of that. And barring like Lamar Jackson coming back and being, you know, Lamar in the playoffs, or like I don't think Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson are going to like orchestrate a magical run, even though I got Chargers, Chargers, no. Chargers, maybe, but like they're the Chargers, they're the freaking Chargers. Yeah. They will charger it up, and Joe, they probably have to go through. Like they could have to go through all three of those teams potentially, depending on how it shakes out with the with the seating. So yeah, I, right. I, I'm I'm I love the Bengals. I think they can still win it. I don't want to fade Joe Burrow ever, but yes, right. right now Kansas City and Buffalo look like much more complete, you know, teams in terms of their ability. Like Buffalo is trending in the right direction. Cincinnati may be trending in the wrongish direction. It's probably because of injuries. It's probably because of that. I'm still going to back the Bengals here though, at home as a dog, Monday Night Football. Huge game. It's not a win or go home game, but Joe Burrow in these spots, man, Joe Burrow doesn't F around when it comes to big spots. He is the coldest killer in football. And as 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 good as Buffalo is, and Josh Allen's great too. Don't get me wrong. I'll take Burrow here. I think it's just gonna be a close game. I don't think you can definitively say, you know, this is not a one eight hundred lock it up game, right? I mean, like no one no one should be telling you that they know for a fact how this game is gonna go. It's gonna decide a ton of fantasy stuff, a ton of best ball stuff. It's the final game of week 17. It is going to have a massive impact on fantasy football and real life football because it will probably determine, you know, who's the one, two, and three seeds in the AFC. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, by the way, it keeps getting overlooked. Cincinnati's still alive for the one seed, by the way. You win Absolutely. this one, you win that tiebreaker too. You, they already have the tiebreaker over Kansas City. So they're still alive and, for that. And it's like you could see Kansas City, like, Somehow laying an egg against the Raiders. Is it Raiders in week 18, I think? Like, just so, yes. like somehow losing somehow just losing to Josh McDaniels and Jared Stidham in week 18. Like, just finding a way. Bengals, best ATS record, 12-3 and three this year. I think they're also on a 12-1. and one. I think they've covered six straight games and maybe 12-1 and one streak right now, too. Well, because, yeah, they started 0-2, right? Yep. So, since right, then, it's 12 and one against the spread, I think, yeah. I like the Bills. I like the Bills in the spot. I don't like the way the Bengals have been trending. Injuries are piling up. 
Um, the Bills are going to be fighting hard for that one. I did not like how Josh Allen looked last week. Like before that Bears game, even though the Bills ran away with it like they should have, before that Bears game, I'm like, man, after that Saturday night uh, win against the Dolphins, like Allen was looking live. Like he could have made a run there for the MVP, and it felt like he lost it last week, even though they won that game. couple of really bad interceptions against the worst defense in the NFL and the Bears. But uh, it, it's going to be really fun. It wouldn't surprise any of us if it comes down to the last possession, right? Team with the ball last ends up winning this game. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. like, and I want to see that too, right? Like put it in Josh Allen's yeah. hands, put it in Joe Burrow's hands. I, I'm willing to see either one of those guys. By the way, Burrow too felt like that first half against the Patriots was like, uh-oh, Joe Cool's coming for the MVP. And then the Patriots, by virtue of storming back in, and I agree with you, Allen had a chance to just to get involved in that race, and he it just wasn't impressive. Like the Bears are a skeleton nope. crew, man. You got to go out there and trucks like truck stick them, and and he didn't do it. And then you have the you know, so I think it's probably you know I've, I did a straw poll of uh, a couple of voters. I remember the MVP this year. You got to list five names, so it's a little different. But um, oh yeah, it, true. Mahomes is feels like the. I thought the price that minus 300 price was wrong after sort of talking to some of the voters and, you know, finding out where their heads at. I, I think that price was actually correct. Um, I've got, I've got some burrow eight to one, some Allen 10 to one preseason burrow eight to one from like two weeks ago. I, I don't have any Mahomes and that's, that's on me because he was two to one before Hertz got injured. Um, yeah, I think he's going to run away with it. Yep. And uh, that's what the, the odds are saying right now. Last I checked, it was minus 500. So they're, they're saying that he's going to win this award. And like we mentioned earlier, he's still in play to set the all-time passing yards record. So that would certainly lock it up. What about the other primetime game, Sunday Night Football? Uh, always a close one in the AFC North between the Steelers and the Ravens. This game just happened in Week 14. Baltimore won that one. There was no Lamar in that game. We don't expect Lamar in this one. Uh, Trubisky with three red zone interceptions and uh, no Trubisky in this one here. Uh, Tomlin is still live to finish above 500 on the season. And there, there's some crazy scenarios out there where the Steelers are so live to make the playoffs. It's Baltimore minus two and a half. That's a Huntley line total 34 and a half. My God, as I say that out loud, I feel like you've got to tease the Steelers up to eight and a half. Don't you? Yeah, I I'm with you. I mean, that's a, if you can find a three out there, poke around but um three 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 in this game traditionally has been a good number that you're gonna like worst case is you're gonna you know push it's gonna come down to a field goal it's gonna be a close game but i think the tease is the spot here there, it is really hard to imagine a scenario where the steelers get absolutely blown out by a snoop huntley ravens team that um <laughs> you know is best strength is probably like jk dobbins who can't couldn't run away from me right now uh, but, you know, can, can he pound the ball at the middle? Uh, Mark Andrews has been almost non-existent the last few weeks. I mean, of course, he's going to, like, explode in this one after, you know, after ruining everyone's lives for, for, for several weeks down, down the stretch of the fantasy world. Um, but I think that, yeah, I mean, I, I want the Steelers and the teaser is the perfect play here. I think if you, you know, what are, I'm trying to think what the other uh, obvious legs would be. I mean, I guess you could look at the Chargers as a, you know, make them a minus half a point. Vikings plus nine and a half, given their one score uh, pedigree, isn't that insane? And the Seahawks plus seven and a half at home is, a, I think, is a pretty good look for a teaser leg. Um, I don't think the Bengals are going to lose by seven to the Bills. I don't really like spreading a teaser out over two days. But, Panthers. Uh, Panthers, Panthers plus nine. Yep, Panthers plus nine yep. works. Yeah, there's there's some good teaser legs out there, and and you you when you got a total of thirty four and a half, you have to. Yeah. And you can get a team plus eight and a half on a teaser leg. That's a that's a solid move. Pretty much. Uh, every 99 times out of 100. 
If I had to bet it, I'd go Steelers. If if yeah. I have to uh, play with the two and a half at three, I would take the Steelers because you're right. It, and it certainly doesn't seem like Lamar's going to play, and doesn't feel like Lamar's going to play even in the last game, right? If it comes down to Ravens, Bengals deciding the division, would Lamar play in that scenario or wait until the playoffs? I think Lamar would play, but I, I like this is a very bizarre injury because it, we just haven't gotten. It's been so like discussed in like such a nebulous fashion that we don't know. We don't know what his timetable is. He feels like he's day to day or week to week or you know whatever the hell Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh, excuse me, said before. Like when the injury happened, he's like, I mean, this is a week to week, month to month injury. Like I don't know, you know, it's like year to year. I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen. It's like, dude, come on, throw, like throw us a bone and tell us what the deal is with Lamar. We just have we we don't know, and I, I I'm inclined to believe that because they are in the playoffs that they will play it safe for them. And, you know, you mentioned the contract stuff earlier. Like, I mean, if you're Lamar, you're not exactly, you know, I, I think he's a, I think he's a team first guy. I think he'll, I think he'll do what he needs to do to get out there and to help the Ravens. I also think he's not going to go out there and play, uh, you know, a week 18 game when they're already in the playoffs and they're like, they're not getting the one seed. They're not getting a buy. You'd love to win the division. You'd love to get home field advantage for at least one playoff game. But at the same time, I would, I would almost rather be on the road with a fully healthy Lamar than at home with like a, a Lamar who played and got more dinged up, forcing you to play Huntley in the, in the playoff matchup. Also, no interest in going over 34 and a half. Uh, last few weeks, Steelers, they're healthy now. They're, like, they're top five in defensive yards per play. Uh, the Ravens, yep. they completely shut down any run game since adding Roquan Smith to the, to the team. It just... Yeah, it's going to be very limited scoring in this one. I, I certainly understand like why the total's so low. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670. The score, Will Brinson of CBS Sports is here. Bears at the Lions. Uh, Goff is always really good indoors. And let's see, these two teams played in Week 10. It was close. Uh, the Bears probably should have won that game. Bears fans happy they did not, though, because of the draft position. Uh, Detroit won 31-30. The Bears were up by two touchdowns entering the fourth quarter and gave it away in the very end. Fields, uh, Fields went off. He had 147 rushing yards, two touchdowns. And, well, this is something uh, the Bears themselves have been talking a lot about over the last couple of weeks. They want to get Justin Fields, the all-time rushing record uh, by a quarterback. He's 28 behind Vic, which will put him in second, and then 195 yards behind Lamar. Detroit is favored by six, highest total of the week, 52 We've got uh, two over teams here in this matchup. Both of them ten and five to the over on the year. The Lions are indoors, and you got Justin Fields with the team. By the way, what a, what a unique what a unique plot twist? Designed runs for for Justin Fields, catering to his strengths. What a what a what a wild way to approach uh, being an NFL head coach or an NFL offensive coordinator. I mean, and it took a like, while, Luke Getzey. Yeah, I did. Like what? <laughs> I mean, it took, it took a whole year of Matt Nagy, and then and then finally Getsy figured it out in like week six or seven, right? Where he started actually, he'd have the record by now if he'd started running him uh, out of the gates. Credit to them for adapting, because right. a lot of coaches don't do that very well. I mean, I think the over, and again, it's probably. I mean, it's been better. It's been it's worked more often than it hasn't. And I think you see a Lions team that opens things up. These are two defenses that you know, we thought the Lions oh. were getting better as a defense. No, they're not. They're not great. They, you can you can gash them on the ground as we saw with the Panthers uh, last week. I think Fields is going to get put up a ton of rushing yards, trying to get that record. 
And I think Jared Goff is going to sling the ball around. The, the Bears have a terrible defense. Just, I mean, and it's, you know, it's a byproduct of one, a bad roster, and two, your best players either getting hurt or being traded away by the, you know, by the, by the current regime. And so there's no reason for me to think that this game won't be high scoring. We talked about the Vikings, the Packers being the game that, you know, could decide like fantasy purposes and all that in the final week of the season, final week of the fantasy season. I think this is the sneaky game that, for DFS purposes, people might be attacking Packers yeah. and Vikings. This game, it could have a lot of people scoring a lot of points. What's golf or passing leader? What's Amon Ross St. Brown for receiving leader for the week? Like Ooh, that, the, those might week? be some, Yeah, those might be some looks. That's a good call. Jeez. 28 points per game when Amon Ross St. Brown is playing for the Lions. And, yeah, I mean, He's these two – <laughs> These two defenses, they're, they're the bottom two in uh, yards per play, EPA per play. Whatever metric you want to look at, they're like 30th, 31st, 32nd. Like, I'm not scared off by that 52 at all. Uh, definitely at all. think the Lions. Make it, make it, make it 55, and I'm not scared at all. Detroit could put up 50 easily if <laughs> yeah, they want to. I mean, they could. They could. I'm surprised at how good their offensive coordinator is. Like Campbell did find one in, uh, in Ben Johnson, so – I think it would be good for the league if they're still alive for a playoff spot, too. I think the Lions win. Justin Fields on turf scares me. Like, he could put up a ton of points. That's why I'm not, I'm not really uh, looking to lay six. But I, I would mess with the total and props. Like, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Uh, the Fields rushing prop, I don't know if that's up. It was 74.5 last week. I mean, that's going to be an easy over. Even if it's, like, touching 80, I would still go over on Fields. Haven't, haven't you been, like, pounding the table for these fields over rushing props, like, like for the last yeah. month or so? Well, they, they've been in the 40s most of the year. Like, that was ridiculous. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, yeah, now, now you're putting them against this defense. It was 74 and a half last week against Buffalo outside Soldier Field. So, I'd assume it's going to be close to 80 here, and I'm still not worried about it, because the Bears don't have anything. Mooney out for the year, they, they don't have anything else, so it's just, it's going to be all fields. And the Lions have actually had, um, my boy Ali McNeil's been great on the interior. He's getting a ton of pressures for, like, for, you know, for someone who doesn't, you know, isn't pure edge rusher. Uh, you know, it's just a Lions defense that you could easily see where they get some pressure on fields because of the, the Bears' offensive line, and if they do that, he just gets outside the pocket and takes off running, and they just, they're not a very good tackling team, the Lions, particularly in the secondary. <laughs> There's linebackers. I mean, they can't touch anybody. Like, this is a prime fields get out just like get – I mean, he could, get, he could break the record in this game. Like, he could get 200 rushing yards in this game. It wouldn't be that crazy. Yes, he can. That's the move. I, that's the move to ladder, ladder his props over up until like, up to like 150. Uh, looking at some of the uh, some of the the highlights that were out there this week from the Panthers' run game with Foreman and Hubbard last week against the Lions, I don't know what the hell Detroit was thinking. Like the way they were lining up, it was like, please, here's ten yards a pop right here. Just go go ahead and take it. It's not even a great Panthers rushing team, right? Like the Panthers, the Panthers aren't like now, an elite rushing team, and they're okay. Well, the week before they were terrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Into anything. Yeah, they're okay at best, and like they just gashed the Lions. They they said their all time franchise record for rushing guards, and this is a team that had Christian McCaffrey, D'Angelo Williams, and Jonathan Stewart, and like Stephen Davis. I mean, this is a, a team that and they had like John Fox and Ron Rivera. This is a team that runs, <laughs> runs, runs, and like somehow they set the record with Dante Foreman and and Steve Wilkes against a Lions team that just doesn't know how to play defense. Let's move on to Cardinals Falcons. Will the Atlanta Falcons with Ritter under center? 
are favored by more than a field goal. I repeat, the Falcons are favored by more than a field goal. It's <laughs> minus three and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. We're actually much better on the road. They can't win at home for some reason. Kingsbury as a road dog and his career has been really good. He covers those games. 76% cover rate. Uh, J.J. Watt announces his retirement earlier this week. Colt McCoy clears concussion protocol. So it looks like McCoy is going to be out there. Yes, massive upgrade from what you had, but let's not get it twisted. McCoy still 11 and 25 straight up, 12 and 23 ATS in his career. But I was talking with Paul about this, and this is this is his thing. Like he he wants to back McCoy. He thinks there's some value there. Is McCoy the best quarterback on the field in this game? Probably, and he's getting more than a field goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to back Colt McCoy and Cliff Kingsbury, too. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. I think really it just came off. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, I, too, want to back Cliff Kingsbury and Colt McCoy. I, you know, look, there's a J.J. Watt narrative here, too. I love, I love that he didn't tell the team he was going to announce his retirement, either. Because you remember when he um, we had the, the, the V-fib thing with his heart, he tweeted out on Sunday morning or, or tweeted out on, like, Thursday, maybe it was Thursday, where he's like, Somebody on Sunday is going to try and drop this scoop. Somebody leaked the leak to him, and he got the jump on the mm-hmm. leak before somebody could report it. And then he doesn't tell the Cardinals that he's going to tweet out his retirement announcement. That tells you that he doesn't trust his team. That he you know, so there's some stuff going on there. However, I do think that Watt is going to play his tail off the the, the final two weeks of what is going to be what is a like a lock job first ballot Hall of Fame career. I, Pete JJ Watt was about as good as it gets. Colt McCoy is a yep. massive, massive upgrade over Trace McSorley, which yes. you know, there's a lot of human be- there's a lot of human beings who are massive upgrades over Trace McSorley under center. But Colt McCoy is definitely one of them. I think DeAndre Hopkins can have a sneaky big game in this spot. I think when you're talking about bad yeah. teams, Joe, in 2022, if you're catching three and a half with a better quarterback, and I think Colt McCoy is a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter right now, if you're giving me three and a half, I don't care if it's road neutral, home, whatever it is, I'm going to take the three and a half given how this season has gone. Given that, yeah, the Cardinals are a dumpster fire, but so are the Falcons. I, I, think, I think the play here is Arizona with the, with the hook for sure. Great info with my guy Will Brinson with me on BetQL Daily. What a gross game that we both happen to love. I have the story of the worst beat I've ever heard in my life. That occurred on Christmas weekend. I'll share it next as another friend, Jim Miller, drops by. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The Score, hope you're uh, enjoying your weekend and what a football weekend it is, whether we're talking about today with the semifinals, tomorrow, full slate of games in the National Football League, and then, of course, Monday all day, leading you up until Monday Night Football, Bengals and Bills. What a sports weekend it is. We bring in Early Odds Weekly contributor Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, uh, we weren't able to speak last week. Hope uh, you had a terrific Christmas. How you doing, my friend? You know what? It was a good Christmas. It was really actually kind of fun watching basically a full slate of NFL action on Christmas Eve and then getting another set of games on Christmas Day. It was just it, it, it. it was like a nice president in its own there just to get all that great NFL action. It's really cool now, Joe, to see that we're all, all the way on to week 17, but there's still so many meaningful games. That seventh playoff spot there in the NFL means so much, but a lot of teams with meaningful matchups, and it's making it very hard from a wagering perspective just to figure out who's trying, who's not trying, and what to do with the different spreads. I was glad to hear that you did not hear about this survivor story. What an incredible one it is. And if you're not involved in survivor, if you're not checking things out and like listening to sports betting content, you probably didn't hear about this story. And I think this one should have been publicized even more. What an amazing one this is. All right, Jim, let's imagine this. And my survivor pool down to three. They chopped for most of it. They chopped to 80 percent and they're playing for a good chunk at the very end here. A lot of the same teams available. So it's going to be interesting. Hopefully we're able to crown a champion and we don't have to split it two or three ways at at the very end here. All right. Circus Sports has the biggest survivor pool in the world. Okay. The winner gets over $6.1 million. Oh, my gosh. $6.1 million. So what they do, so they don't have a number of people left at the very end, is there are 20 weeks. We have 18 NFL weeks. Thanksgiving Day (laughs) is its own week. Yep. The Sunday, Monday from last week, Christmas Day, the day after Christmas, those four games are its own week. So last Saturday was its own week, Thursday to Saturday, then Sunday, Monday. Okay. So going into the Thursday, Saturday, and and most of this was on Saturday, Christmas Eve, there were 14 people left, okay? Okay. Five on Detroit, loser. Oh. Three on the Titans, loser. Oh. One on the Jets on Thursday, another loss, one on the Browns. That is 10 knocked out. Are you with me? Yes. We're at four. That's crazy. Yep. One one person victorious with the very long game-winning kick in the Vikings game. So there's three. The other three, Saturday night on the Steelers. If you recall, the Raiders were winning throughout, and they were leading with 50 seconds left. There was a fourth and one play near the red zone, and the Steelers... Uh, converted they eventually get the touchdown inside of a minute left 
Had the Steelers lost like they were trailing the entire game, that person on the Vikings wins the whole pot, $6,133,000. Okay? So now we we, did it win. Okay, we're down to four. We're down to four. Now you got the Christmas and the day after Christmas, that's late, those four games. The person that almost won it all on Saturday night that took the Vikings, that person turned around and played the first game on Christmas Day. Their Merry Christmas was the Dolphins losing as favorites to the Packers. No. Saturday night, Christmas Eve, they almost won $6 million, And then early on Sunday, they lose it all. They are the only person knocked out on that Christmas Day, day after Christmas slate. We are now down to three left. Here's the other part. Like People have all sorts of grand ideas on what people should be doing and the proper strategy and all that. Now, on Christmas Eve, they didn't know that it was going to come down to the game that night. because You had 14 people alive at the very start of the week. So you don't think it's going to all come down to Christmas Eve night. People are saying, oh, you that means you've got to hammer the other side. You've got to hammer Pittsburgh because you have an opportunity to win. And if Pittsburgh does win, you still move on. You, you just hammer them on the money line. Or in the Christmas Day situation, well, you've got to hammer the Packers if the Dolphins are your pick, right? Here's the thing. The banks are closed. It's hard to yeah. get down a significant sum of money. Your, your spot is worth so much at that point. Man, Jim, that is an all-time bad beat. I don't know if we want to hear it from people that cry about their bad beats. When you, you're 50 seconds away from $6 million, and then you've got to make a pick hours later, and you go around and you take the Dolphins, and they lose at home as a uh, favorite of more than a field goal against the Packers. Brutal. And up 20. Think yes. about that. And they didn't the score the- in the second half. The end of that first half. Two or three picks. And let me ask you this. He goes into concussion protocol shortly after. You look at some of those picks and wonder where he was throwing the ball. Do you think there were any effects going on the second half of that game? 100%. And this is the same team that got in a lot of trouble earlier on in the year for Tua concussion. And he was out there when he clearly should not have been. I don't care what the doctor said. If you have a brain cell and you're watching that game, you know Tua should not have been playing earlier this year. I don't think Tua plays the last two weeks, and the Dolphins are going to be bounced out of the playoff picture. I agree with you on both the courts. Yep. And if he does play, I think it's going to be really detrimental to them. But I don't think he does either. You wondered watching the second half of that game where some of those throws were going, what the thought process was. Because yep. there really didn't seem to be much of a thought process. There, there was a hit earlier in the game that every really changed everything. And that was after he threw for 200 yards, basically in the first quarter, but everything changed the second half of that game. But man, that is a brutal, brutal way to go out for a survivor pool. A couple season prop bets that we've been talking about all year are live heading into the last two weeks. Your <laughs> Jamal safe. Williams rushing touchdown leader is live. He's the leader Uh, Going into all of the games tomorrow, maybe you're getting a little help with certain people sitting games. Jamal Williams looks good with his 14 rushing touchdowns. And Lovey, Lovey doing it for Chicago. Texans pull off the upset last week against the Titans. The Bears could finish with the worst record in the NFL. All right, so first off on Jamal Williams, think about it two weeks ago, he had a 10-yard touchdown run called back for a holding penalty too. (laughs) So that was a killer for me. 
But still, you have two final games that are meaningful games, so you know he's going to be on the field. So I'm still really looking forward to having that, that ability and that potential to cash on that. Now, here's my dilemma, Joe, and I wanted to ask what you thought. Bears' worst record. I've been playing this throughout the course of the season with all these different odds, and I've played it at different increments, nothing huge by any means, but I had the one bet that I made before the start of the season, and at that point, it was basically 10-1 to 1 to have the worst record in the league, and it was my more substantial bet on the Bears to be at that point. All of a sudden, Houston wins last week. It's coming down to the final two games. Bears are playing two meaningful opponents who both really need victories. And Houston may not necessarily be in the same boat. They may get that win. So this week, I just checked to see, and the site that I played it on actually offered me a cash out at twice what my initial wager was. So there's the dilemma. Do I sit there and say, do I cash out on twice that wager, knowing that the Bears can't win again and Houston has to win once, or do I just ride it out on that 10-to-1, knowing that I have different bets throughout the course of the year when the Bears were at 16-to-1 to to have the worst record, at 20-to-1 to to have the worst record, and then even back down to 7-to-1 to to be the worst record? What would you do in that position? What do you mean the Bears can't win again? They can't win again for me to win the wager. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant like... Yes. No, they could win. Terrible, but they can't win. They just oh, no, can't. no. They can't win a game. No. They're not winning tomorrow. I'll tell you that much. Uh, twice your wager, 2x. Are you willing to walk away? Here's the thing. And I hear people talking about this a whole lot with the Texans and why they don't want to take the Texans this week. Yes, Jacksonville has nothing to play for, but the Texans have to lose the game. There was a little wiggle room last week when they beat Tennessee, but they, okay, you got your win. Congratulations. Uh, let's not make it three because otherwise you're going to lose that first overall pick. Lovey Smith shouldn't care about that. Nope. I don't think he does. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I think he gets fired at the end of the season. They do the one and done thing again. We all knew that he was go- going to be a Band-Aid in that situation. And Houston, the game has passed him by. I don't know how, but they are hanging around in these games too of late. And it wasn't just surprising Tennessee. Kansas City. And Dallas, back-to-back one-score losses before that Titans victory. Why does Luffy care? And you know what? Jacksonville won't care. There's like a 1% chance they get the wild card. It's weird. You have a Week 17 game that means nothing for Jacksonville, but it's all going to come down to Week 18 against the Titans, and we saw how Tennessee handled the other day playing down with with all their guys. So Houston could absolutely win. I would not cash out. You stood strong on this ticket. You you fought for it again and again when some were laughing at you. And you're right because you're in this position. No way am I cashing out. I think the Bears lose tomorrow. Uh, the Vikings spot worries me a little bit because the Bears are going to be home. They play better at home. They kept most of those games pretty close. And the Vikings spot might be set in the playoffs. So why would they play their guys in that final week? That would scare me a little bit, but I still write it out. Here's the thing, too, though. Look at the Texans. They could beat the Jags. Yes. Their final game of the season is at Indy. We know what the they could go. They become. could win the last two. They yeah. could. They could win the last two. Well, you know what? I'll tell you this. I'm going to stick with you. I am going to ride it out. Got see it. what happens. Let's see what happens. And I'll be curious to see if we're sitting here talking next week, Joe, if the Bears were to lose on Sunday and if the Texans were to beat the Jaguars, 
then to see what that cash out option comes to, then you may have to have a little bit more of a discussion. But I'll be curious to see what happens after this weekend. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score weekly contributor, Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse, hanging out. Jim, you are leading our Chicago media pool. Five games against the spread every single week. You're up by a game and a half. The pressure is on. <laughs> Only 10 picks remaining. Uh, what do you uh, want to talk about as far as this week goes? You know what? The pressure is on everybody else, I think, because no, I incorrect. have the lead. So. No, it's on you. It's on, If you throw up an 0-5, you're done. Maybe. Done. Maybe, but here's the thing. All right. The last two weeks of the season, I think the biggest thing is trying to find meaningful games. When you have those games that there's no, there's no meaning at all for anybody in it. I think that's where things will change a little bit. So some of the games that I look at, and when I say meaningful, it may not be meaningful for both teams. Here's a perfect example. Noon on Sunday, Mm -hmm. you have the Denver Broncos who just recently fired their head coach are traveling to Kansas City. It's a very meaningful game for the Chiefs. That line is 12 and a half right now. If you remember, earlier on in the season, the Chiefs were destroying the Broncos in Denver at the end of the first half before Mahomes threw a couple of just the most ridiculous interceptions you've seen, and he had a three-interception game. I don't see that repeating itself. I'm actually surprised, and this is one of those games that I would almost consider teasing up that line to make it a three score differential because I think the Chiefs just want to blow them completely out of the water. Oh, you do an alt line? You you lay yeah. like 17 and a half, 20 and a half with the Chiefs. So you think they're going to blow them out? I could see Why it. Not? Here's something to support that Patrick Mahomes is 758 passing yards from breaking the all time record in a season. He's going to go for it. Yeah, I would think so. He's got to go for it. Travis Kelsey is three receptions from 100 on the season. He's got a chance to lead the league in receiving touchdowns. There's a lot on the line for them. And it's so important now to try to get that number one seed and get that bye. Yeah. That's a huge spot to be in for them. And here's one other thing from that game that I wanted to point out to you, Joe, because I thought it was a really interesting prop that I found just kind of searching through the different sites. Mm-hmm. Here's the prop. Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco to combine for 200-plus yards from scrimmage, you can get four-and-a-half to one right now. And you think, okay, well, that doesn't seem to really make sense. But you know what? When they played Denver last time, these two guys combined for 227. When they played Houston, they combined for 219. These are guys that are not only carrying the ball out of the backfield, they're getting a lot of receiving yards out of the backfield. And this is a game that Casey could put up a ton of points. I would warn people against one thing, though. Just because a team is eliminated going against a team that needs a win, and I, you know, Chiefs, they don't really need, they don't need a win to make the playoffs. It's all about the seeding for them. They're right. still in the running for the number one seed. The eliminated team since 1990 cover at 63% for a couple of reasons. Yes, people count them out. The market gets inflated on the other side, and these point spreads move. And it's always a tight market, especially at the end of a season. So be careful about just going against all the teams that are already eliminated. Quote, nothing to play for against the teams that need a win. Because the teams that need a win to get into the playoffs at the end of the season are usually pretty bad. They need a win for a reason. Right. All right. Now, here's a game that I want to talk to you about. We already talked about Houston. I think them getting four and a half is actually a pretty good play there. I probably will go that side. There's another interesting game, though. Carolina travels to Tampa. Carolina's getting three points right now. This is a team that back in week seven defeated Tampa 21 to three. Mm -hmm. And I think Carolina's playing far better football now 
than they were the last time they played the Bucks. I thought that was an interesting line. What did you think on that? Yeah, I, I did as well. And the numbers come down a little bit. The look ahead was six and a half a week ago. Tampa Bay minus six and a half. Now we're down to Tampa Bay minus three week seven. Carolina ran all over them. What the Panthers offense do last week, they ran all over that porous Lions defense. I don't like the fact that their best cornerback and one of the best corners in the game, J.C. Horn, is out uh, with a wrist injury for the Panthers. But um, I'm waiting. Every week, it's the same yeah. garbage. Oh, Tom Brady's going to turn it on. Oh, it's gonna, Tom Brady's going to realize this is the time. They can win the division with a victory this week. Yeah, they can. They can. And every other time we say that, it, it's nothing. Or he just shows up in the last drive or two of the game. I'm with you. I like Carolina plus a three. Their offense is looking good. Sam Darnold's going to so get a starting job next year or at least one of the top backup positions. The offense has looked good and and they're going to run the ball and they're they're thinking they're going to run it like they did earlier in the season on the Bucks. Uh, I do like the Panthers. One of the ones that I, I do like. Not the very top, but I would put that as a top five play of the week. All right, let me ask you on this one then. What about our NFC matchup here, the Vikings and the Packers? Packers are three-and-a-half-point favorites right now at home. You look back all the way to week one, the Vikings beat them 23-7. to The Packers are playing good football right now. But I, you tend to wonder, I mean, every, Vegas is always so good on the lines. You wonder if the hook could be the difference in a game like this. 23 to 7, Justin Jefferson snapped 184 yards, two touchdowns. Jefferson needs 209 to break Calvin Johnson's record. 209. We don't talk about him in that vein. Like he's setting the all-time receiving record. He's going to be your offensive player of the year. Minus yes. 800 there. It feels like the betting market is just going against the Vikings every single week. And it worked again, taking the Giants, getting the three in the hook last week uh, when the Vikings won by a field goal. What do you know? A perfect 11-0 in one-score games, the Minnesota Vikings. But I feel like the Packers, even though I've made my case for them to make the playoffs a few weeks ago, I bet them 90-1 to to win the NFC. It's not like they look good. Both defenses are really bad. We're going to see some scoring. Yes. This is going to help people in fantasy championships this weekend. I would take the Vikings getting that hook, but I don't feel really good about it. We have an indoors team playing at Lambeau, playing here at Soldier Field next week. I'm curious how it's going to go because uh, the Vikings have not been dealing with the elements at all this year. Correct. The one thing you did watch, and you're right about that, you have to check the weather for that game you're not going to get the unseasonably cold that we saw last weekend. It's going to be a little bit more mild. That could play a big difference there. Mm -hmm. Definitely worth watching for. Now, it's interesting you mentioned, Joe, the Packers at 90-1 to to win the NFC. To me, the NFC overall, I think, just isn't very good. Nope. But what that means is when you lead over to look at some possible bets for the playoffs and looking ahead for the futures here. Yeah. What about the Chargers at 14 to 1 to win the AFC and 28 to 1 to win the Super Bowl? Now that they're in, now that they're getting healthy, I thought they provided a little bit of value there. I would rather take shots on the NFC for the reasons that you just stated. Look at the very top, which quarterbacks are scaring you? Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, nobody go top to bottom. So a team that could just slip into the playoffs. That's why uh, Rodgers and the Packers are live. If they get in, I think your Lions are live. If they get in, they could. Jared Goff's going to throw for over four thousand yards. Yeah, I mean the problem is you've got the Chargers who always charger. They end up dealing with (laughs) a lot of injuries. 
Uh, they have such an easy schedule. So I, I think people are going to get a little tricked here at the end of the season because they're playing well. And, and look, they're going to have to go against the road and beat all of these great quarterbacks. That's the problem. You look at the very top. It's Allen. It's Mahomes. It's Burrow. So that's the challenging part. I don't think a team can just slide into the playoffs on the AFC side and to make a deep run. But on the NFC side, certainly. Jim Miller, what are we doing with the horses today? All right. So this is the final weekend of racing at Hawthorne before a couple of months off. So we have 11 races okay. taking place on Saturday. So we do have one race at Hawthorne that we're going to bet. Race number nine, bet the five. Tetsu across the board. And then some stakes races. Gulfstream Park, race nine, bet the seven. City Man across the board. And then at Santa Anita, race eight, bet the two. Samurai Charm across the board and make some money for a big, big NFL Sunday. That's Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, let's do it again next week, the final week of the NFL's regular season. Sound good? You got it, man. It's stressful, but it's a good stressful, Joe. And it's going to be stressful on teams in today's college football semifinals. We'll discuss next. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski on Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski. This is 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 on 670. The score. Today's bowl games, Iowa, a two and a half point favorite over Kentucky, but that's because highly touted QB Will Levis opted out for the Wildcats in the semis. Michigan, minus seven and a half against TCU in Georgia, the six and a half point favorite versus Ohio State. I like the favorites to move on and cover. I know, boring. How about hearing from a college football analyst? Here's Michael Felder on BetQL Daily, and he starts with that Buckeyes-Bulldogs total. I go over uh, Ohio State and Georgia. That's the first thing I would, that's the first thing I would touch. I, I think that Ohio State, again, we talk about motivation and highly motivated. Not, it's not just being in the playoff motivates you, but also we're talking about a team that got embarrassed the last time they were on the field. They got embarrassed, and they got embarrassed on both sides of the ball. They couldn't run the ball as well as they wanted to. They're supposed to be Heisman Trophy quarterback. Did, he looked pedestrian. So I think this is going to be a game where they're going to find ways to, to get spots. And remember, last time we saw Georgia on the field, yes, they put up a huge number on LSU, uh, which was amazing, right? But they also got torched. Nussmeyer was out there, boom, 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 boom. And with the exception of even Keely Ringo got, got, got iced a, a couple times. So – the big thing for me is there's going to be opportunity down the field. It's just Ohio State can take it. But I do think we're going to see big plays from Ohio State. And then I think Georgia's counterpunch is not like clock-eating drives. Georgia's counterpunch is, guess what? We can also blow up your, your defense too. So let's watch this happen. And so I think we see a high number in this football game. I mean, I, we're, we're looking realistically. This is a, what is this, a 38-35 game, which gets you clear of that. But the reality mm -hmm. for me is I, I look at it and this is a game where we're going to see some fireworks. And then on the other one, TCU-Michigan, my mind says look at the under. But, man, my heart's telling me to look at that spread. I think TCU's got some juice to cover it. I think when you've got wide receivers that are 6'5", like Savion Williams and Quentin Johnston, I really think that that 7.5 is in trouble. Because TCU – listen, this is a team that was undefeated through regulation. So we know they don't have a single game – where they essentially, with the exception of the, of the Kansas State game, they don't have a game where they didn't hit that hit that spot, right? They knew what they were doing. And so the big thing for me is I think TCU is going to play them in a tight game. I also think Michigan is so risk-averse 
TCU, we know, is a second-half football team. TCU, we know, is a team that probes and prides. Michigan, also a team that starts slow. I think if you're TCU, I'm spending all my time right now figuring out a way to get Quentin Johnston ISO'd and give him some plays early so we can jump out the gate and then try to make them chase us. Michael Felder with me on BetQL Daily. Subscribe to the podcast. Enjoy the wall-to-wall football for the next three days. Thank you for listening to Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Inside the clubhouse is next. Cash those tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 